Greetings and welcome to another Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC, my lovely wife. We are celebrating uh, the be praising God in the neighborhood today. Well, hello, Tallahassee. I am here for the celebration and we are have a great show for you to talk about the holy days and feast. Now, we did touch upon this subject last year, but now that this is the holy season this year, we're going to cover it again. So this is a unique talk show. We share the good news with you and loved ones while building healthy relationships. So, JC, you talked about dealing with the holy days. Just go ahead. Let's talk about it. All right. Well, you know, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, for by grace... Are you saved through faith? And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Keep listening, because we talked about faith last week. Yes, we did. We talked about faith brings boldness, confidence, and perseverance. All three or so. Right. And without these holy feasts and observing the holy feasts or the holy days, that is what is going to help us build our faith. We're looking forward to entering these holy feasts or holy days. The Bible mentions seven holy days or groups of days, also known as feasts or festivals. You know, I like that. God is definitely a God of uh, healthiness and just he has a, a really great spirit. He knows how to party. I was just going to say, because he <laughs> says feast or festivals. And when you think of festivals, what comes to mind is food, song, music, acting. I mean, there's just a whole lot of things. So I'm looking forward to these holy days. So those seven holy days, they are Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, weeks, trumpets, tabernacles, or also known as booths, Purim, and the Day of Atonement. Of those eight, seven are commanded in the Mosaic Law, but Purim was a later development, so that's why there's only seven. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to discuss each one, what it signifies for God's people, how and when to celebrate it. Passover is considered the Sabbath day. Amen. And you know, Pastor, I really do think we need to possibly do some Bible study on the Sabbath day because I think we need to not only encourage folks, but we also need to give some information, some truths about which day is truly the Sabbath day. But just let, so you know, you can also listen to our past shows and last week's show yeah. on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and now a new one. Uh, we're on the podcast of Stitcher. Yes, I always got to remember Stitcher. Uh, because that's the newest one, and and you, what they say, the first shall be last, last shall be first. Hey. Well, we got to put that into play. Alrighty, but first let's let's visit um, our, our partner and sponsor, uh, Doctor Elton Powell. Uh, 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 he's a chiropractor uh, at Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Uh, he is a awesome, awesome. I know he has been my doctor now. Uh, for a little while. Yeah, I was going to say a little while. Oh, yes. Uh, I have, um, uh, he has uh, um, spinal decompression machines and I have a, ah, my spine's jacked up, but he (laughs) has helped me up, praise God. But know know this, if you've been in an accident, if you have back pains, headaches, or diabetes, Mm -hmm. or you just want to lose some weight, Now's the time because we're in March and soon and very soon. Lover will be here. Uh, you're going to be wanting to walk out in shorts and short sleeves. And, and some of these young kids, they're hanging out of their clothes already. <laughs> but you can call Dr. Powell for an appointment at 850-402-9061 and let them know that the Stone Builder sent you. Also, go visit his website, www.dynamicspineandwellness.com. Well, continue to stay tuned because we'll be right back to speak on the Holy Feast. Yes, I'm hungry right now. And I try with all my mind, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. 
name is Anne-Marie Baker and I used to have severe excruciating right arm and neck pain thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center I no longer have any pain or discomfort and my issues were resolved without having any surgery Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again at Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Elder JC here with Living Stones with another parenting snippet just for you. Parents, do you know the difference between discipline and punishment? No? Listen up. Discipline offers the correct behavior and encourages growth, developing good behavior for the future. It comes from an attitude of love and makes children feel secure. Punishment, on the other hand, makes a child pay for doing something wrong. Paying for something in the past comes from an attitude of anger, makes children fearful, angry, hostile, and guilty. Now you know the difference between discipline and punishment. For further information, contact Living Stones, welivingstones.org. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary, my lovely wife, Elder JC. Praise God. You know, before we get started, I have a praise report to share. Uh, Saturday, uh, we had a farm share uh, distribution, and um, uh, it was uh, March the 20th at uh, Gene Cox Stadium. It was hosted by Commissioner uh, Proctor. And FarmShare delivered over 35,400 pounds of food. They had a semi-truck to drop off all that food. We were able to serve over 450 families. Yeah, That was amazing. And we did it in record time because we had over 75 volunteers who showed wow. up. So the semi-truck, it, it arrived at about quarter to quarter to six because we were down there early. We were down yes. at 5.30, praise God. And the semi arrived about quarter to six and started unloading immediately from about six o'clock. So the truck was unloaded about 6.30 and the volunteers came out of nowhere. Go to our um, our Facebook page, yes. Living Stones on Facebook, and you can see where it was dark. And then all of a sudden, I did three uh, uh, Facebook Live posts. So you can see the progression. And um, and with those volunteers, we were able to start. We were supposed to start at 8 o'clock. But we started almost like 7.15, yes, 7.30. Yes, were packing and diligently putting the food out in quantities that made us just aware that, hey, let's start early. And that's a kudos not only to the volunteers, but also a message to those who come to pick up the food. You do need to come early because we, if we can start early, we will, because sometimes we have people out there as early as 4.30 yeah, they were waiting there. for it us. Was at 4 o'clock. Yes. The line started at 4 a.m. Yes. But we did it in record time where we were able to put out 35,000 pounds by 9.30. And we were cleaned up, swept up, swept away uh, by quarter to 10. Like we were never down there before, uh, that we were never there at at the stadium. But I just want to thank Commissioner Proctor and also the county employees who were there uh, to help out with the, you know, will help out with everything. So, but, you know, praise God. Hey, we got another one coming up. Uh, mark your calendar, June 19th. That's semi. We'll be back down at the uh, Jane Cox Stadium uh, June 19th for Juneteenth. So, All right. Well, let's get back to the dates for God's annual feast or holy days. You know, they vary each year based on the calendar used in the Bible. 
JC's going to share dates when the feasts occur uh, over the next, uh, let's just go for the rest of this year. But note in biblical days, they start and end at sunset. Mm. The biblical or Hebrew calendar was the timekeeping tool that Yeshua and the early church considered and used for observance of the Almighty's annual feast days. All right. The biblical calendar is considered one that is lunisolar, meaning that it rules attempts to harmonize the movements of both the sun for seasons and the moon for months. Mm. This helps to observe the Almighty's annual feast days in their proper seasons. Hey, uh, remember, uh, get your Bible. Get your Bible. And we use King James Version, Exodus 13.10. It speaks about the eating of unleavened bread for seven days. It states, Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. And then Numbers uh, 9, 1 through 3, it reinforces and it states, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year, after they were come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Let the children of Israel also keep the Passover at his appointed season. In the fourteenth day of this month, at even, Yao, Yao, <laughs> I thought I was in Pittsburgh there for a second. <laughs> Ye shall keep it in his appointed season. Well, it's interesting when you talk about leaven, unleavened bread, that's basically without the yeast. And uh, those of you who uh, are oh, who grew up during my time period, old-fashioned or were baking bread, we always would take some of it out and put it, Aside, so that it was called the starter. Mm. So instead of going through the whole process of building the bread and making it and putting the yeast in with the eggs and all of that, you would actually just pull off a piece and that would be the starter for you to start the next bread that you would make. I actually saw someone selling starter yeast. Yes, it, it, you, it's available because what it does, sometimes when you're baking bread, that's a, a process. Not like, we get today, but in the days of old, when we were baking it, it was a process. And so you had to go through that in order for the leaven to make the bread rise. Mm. So, but during this time period of the Holy Feast, we're eating unleavened bread. It is without the yeast, without the leaven. But you know, that's awesome. So the keeping of the holy days, you mentioned, Pastor, begins sunset to sunset, right? That's right. So for 2021, the feast days are... Right now, Passover is going to be coming up on March 27th for all of you who observe the days of unleavened bread where we should eat no yeast. And it's funny because back during biblical times, they had to remove the yeast out of their home. They couldn't even have any in the home. So basically, if we're following the same suit, we need to take all that those little yeast packets oh, we have to make bread out of our home. They're cheap, too. Yes, they are. To observe that time period, Days of Unleavened Bread, from March 28th to April 3rd. Pentecost is in May 16th. The Days of Trumpets is September the 7th. The Day of Atonement, September the 16th. And the Feast of Tabernacles is September 21st through the 27th. And the last great day is September 28th. And, and we'll talk about the last great day. But what, what I think we should do, Pastor, as we get, come into those months, we should just be, make a reminder to those that when the holy days are really coming up during those months. Yeah, you're right. Christ offered himself as the sacrifice when we repent of our sins, receive baptism, and agree to obey God and accept Christ as our Savior. And I know many of you or some of you or a few of you may believe that this is not acceptable or that we don't have to do that anymore. But, you know, just as Yeshua said, he says, I've come not to change the law, but to fulfill it. So we need to be obeying the law that he has laid down. And you can read up on it in Leviticus 23. We won't go through that whole section, but Leviticus 23 on keeping the laws. 1 Corinthians 5, 7 says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that old yeast, mm-hmm. 
that ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened. <laughs> like a lump on a lump. Yes, how about that? <laughs> for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, because we're removing it, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, because that's when you know when you get puffed up, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Praise God. You know, following the Passover is a period of seven days. Going to go back to Leviticus 23. It's known in the Bible as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's what J.C. was just talking about. Leaven must be removed from a person's house before the feast begins. There she goes. She's on point today. Yes. And so removing leaven teaches believers to be diligent in overcoming yet also teaches understanding and humility towards the sin, not only yourself, but others. Others, yep. God's holy days take place in three festival seasons, spring, early summer, and fall. Now, write this down, Exodus 23, 14 through 17. I find a lot of people, they all kind of gravitate to the New Testament but there's a lot of meat and fruit in the yes, Old Testament. Sometimes you got to go to the old in order to understand the new. Yes. So three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in the year. This is Exodus. Thou shalt keep the feast of unleavened bread. Thou shalt not eat unleavened bread seven days as I commanded thee in the time appointed of the month, a bead, for in it thou camest out from Egypt. And none shall appear before me empty. And that's the reason why, because the uh, Israelites left out and they had uh, to be empty, if that's the right word, Mm -hmm. so that they could be go to their new promised land. So Passover in the seven days of unleavened bread occur in the spring. So right now we're getting ready for those. While Passover is not a holy day, it ushers in the spring festival season the first high day is on the 15th the first day of the festival of unleavened bread which runs a full week and we just told you when that was and the last day of unleavened bread on our terms is going to be the 28th is also a holy day in the old testament passover was celebrated as an annual memorial of god sparing israel firstborn and delivering the nation from bondage in egypt exodus 12 so that is a reminder for us that we were what delivered from bondage israel's slavery was a physical forerunner pointing to mankind's spiritual slavery to sin In the New Testament, we see the fulfillment of this with Yeshua, who sacrificed as the ultimate Passover lamb, 1 Corinthians 5, 7. So what Pastor said, we get from the old, and we can see it in the new. That's the comparison right there. Just as the Passover lamb in the Old Testament symbolized God's deliverance from certain death, Christ, through his sacrifice, has delivered those called into spiritual Israel, the church, from eternal death. Praise God. Thank you, Yeshua, for laying down your life for me. Yes. Rising again (laughs) for me and walking this earth that's alive right now just for me. What a promise uh, for all of us to uh, have and embracing our hearts. I'm thinking of that song. What a man, what a man, what a man. <laughs> so, yes, that I mean, that's awesome. Praise God. Hey, we'll be back on uh, what Passover signified, and stay tuned. We'll be right back. We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher. Won't wake us from our dreams We want our blessings in our pocket We keep our missions overseas For the hurting in our city Would we even cross the street? But we want to see the heart set free And the 
tyrants kneel The walls fall down and our land be healed But church, if we want to see change in the world out there It's got to start right here Hello, fellows. Become a 24-7 dad. Carter's Corner's fatherhood class starts Sunday, March the 28th at 3 o'clock, supporting fathers with children. All fathers are invited to the 24-7 Dad meet and greet at 719 Dent Street here in Tallahassee. To register, call Sam Carter at 850-510-6702. That's 850-510-6702 and become a 24-7 Dad. Hey, Dads. Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Did you know on any given day, there are over 2 million children who have a father in prison, which means many children are growing up without their dads. So men, please mentor these children with homework, sports, and church. Reach out to your youth programs in your area and check out our website, welivingstones.org. Pastor and I are back, and we are here to discuss more about what Passover signifies. And Tallahassee, and and even just our our international audience, we just need you to know that when we talk about observing the feast and the holy feast, that we are trying to align ourselves with God, and this is His commandments. And we, if we say we believe, and we say that we are going to do the things that he has set out for us, then we need to do them. And part of this are the feasts that designate his commandments, not ours. Uh, There is no Easter in those commandments, (laughs) but that's another story. Passover reveals the love of God in the giving of his holy begotten son to redeem mankind, bringing remission of sin through his blood. John 3, 16 through 17. My, uh, one of my favorite verses. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And Yeshua used to say that so many times in walking the earth, those that would lose his life for his sake would have eternal life. And so we need to be looking at that. Through his sacrifice, and we're talking about Yeshua's sacrifice, the new covenant has been ushered in, promising eternal life. For those under the new covenant, the Christian Passover is a time of renewal and rededication of one's covenant relationship with God the Father and Yeshua. And one of the things when I think about some of the issues that come, or some of the discussion that we have, one of our uh, pastors that would come into our church, one of the things that he talked about that is, I believe, relevant is that when Jesus was on the cross and looking out, not only was he looking out among the people that were right there, but he was looking into eternity. All of the folks who would be following him, all of the people who would keep keep keeping his commandments, and then a lot of folks that weren't. So we need to be of that flock. We need to be committed to knowing that Yeshua did this just for us. Praise God. And and that's what JC and I are attempting to do is not so much focus on all the uh, conflict uh, around us with cancel culture, with transgenderism. I'm not going to even go on that there was a transgender male who won a beauty contest just recently. And uh, and that's why we need to get back into the Word and what the Word says. And it starts with this holy season. That yes. And this is a time to get right with the Almighty because you cannot go after and follow the world. And that's why in the Old Testament, 
Passover was celebrated as an annual memorial to the Almighty, sparing Israel's firstborn and delivering the nation from bondage in Egypt. Yes. Go back to Exodus 12. Slavery. Israel's slavery was a physical forerunner pointing to mankind's spiritual slavery to sin. In the New Testament, we see the fulfillment of this type as Yeshua is sacrificed as the ultimate Passover lamb. Just read 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Just as the Passover lamb in the Old Testament symbolized God's deliverance from certain death, Yeshua, through his sacrifice, has delivered those called into spiritual Israel, the church, from eternal death. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I am just awed that Yeshua would think about me that way. From the beginning of time. From the beginning of time. So we need to be spending more time, uh, ladies and gentlemen, not only in our Bibles, but spreading the gospel, the good news. You know, we know that Yeshua was God manifested in the flesh. Yes. He instituted the new covenant Passover. He didn't change the law. Nope. He just instituted the <laughs> Christian Passover on the night of the 14th day of the first month. When did, he you, have some, did he have some pork chops that day? No, I don't think okay. so. I think they had <laughs> some they were eating some lamb, oh, okay. some uh, <laughs> uh, some fish. Veggie vegetables. Yes. <laughs> uh, the bread, even though he considers yes. Now let me go. Unleavened bread. Is that like a bagel? No. Or what is it? No, it's like a taco. It's like a pita bread. A pita, pita bread. bread or okay. that bread that's kind of the flat bread that you see a lot of times uh, Mediterranean right. folks eat and they can flatten it out because it really doesn't have any leaven in it. It doesn't rise. So when Jesus instituted the new ceremony of the Christian Passover, and I said that he did not change the day or the frequency of observance, the new ceremony consisted of foot washing, the eating of unleavened bread, and the drinking of wine. That's no MD 2020. <laughs> good stuff. Good, good stuff. That's right, because he, he changed wine, water into wine. As his first miracle good at stuff. the wedding. And the, got, the man who came last said he was just so impressed that the host kept the best for last. So mm. just know that your best is, is what God is looking forward to. Put your foot forward. The new ceremony, um, I read you that, was that, but historically the seven days of unleavened bread pointed to the time when God led Israel out of the land of Egypt, Exodus 12, 17, 34, and 18. And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt, Therefore, shall ye observe the day in our generations by an ordinance. How long? Forever. How long? Forever. How long? Forever and so ever. So we can't say that God, when the New Testament came, that we don't do it. It's forever. Spiritually, this festival refers to God leading the saints out of sin as they strive to become what? Unleavened. Free of sin. Mm. 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8. And we talked a little bit about that earlier. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrifice for us. Praise God. Mm. You know, the, the Bible meaning of Passover for the New Testament Christian revolves around the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. All right. Who is Yeshua? It is a memorial of his death as the true Lamb of God. Believers partake of unleavened bread and wine in resemblance of the sacrifice and his beaten body and his shedding of blood. This sacrifice makes possible the forgiveness of our sin. We've all have sinned mm. since Adam did so. 
and Eve did so from the very beginning. Note that it also includes, just like J.C. said, the washing of the feet, regardless how dirty your feet are, symbolizing Christ's true character, but the character he wants all believers to develop. That's why if your feet are dirty, he still wants you to come as you are. Yes. You ain't got to get washed up first. Note that Apostle John is the only one of the four gospel writers to record Yeshua washing of the disciples' feet humbly by partaking of the Passover symbol of bread and wine, we are proclaiming our continual faith in Yeshua's sacrifice. In John 1.29, the next day, Apostle John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the land of God who takes away the sin of the world. And you know, when you talk about the feast, they appear in Matthew 23.6 and love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues because people had to get, you know how we do in, in church sometimes? We got our favorite seat. Yep. Well, the same thing was happening <laughs> back then. Um, so everyone was celebrating. In Mark twelve thirty nine. it was the same thing. They got together to celebrate the feast in the uppermost rooms. In Luke 20, 46, but we want to beware of the scribes which desire to walk in long robes and love greetings in the market mm. because they're looking for the highest seats at the feast. <laughs> so even though God wants us to celebrate it, the feast, he wants us to do it with less pride and being part of a family to help celebrate his son who died for our sins. Sounds like there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new, it's for sure. <laughs> That's funny because I do know being a former usher in our in uh, the churches that we've served in, uh, had to make sure that some people had certain seating. Yes, we know. Even those unmarked. <laughs> Don't let nobody be in your seat. Yeah, because people would get upset. Oh, God. Well, we're going to stay tuned to hear more about what God implies through Passover and just continue to listen. We'll be right back. JC asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Greetings, I am Pastor Gary Montgomery and this is my lovely wife, Elder JC, of Living Stones International. We are parents, we are children of parents, and we have children who are parents. Well, Pastor, you always say that we have an operating manual, our Bible, but sometimes you still need a guide on how to be good parents, better parents, and the best parents ever. Welcome to Parenting Snippets, where Pastor and I will share through social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, tips on how to do just that. Praise God. So continue to follow us on social media to find out the tip of the week and how to become good parents. We're your neighbors. We're noble. This is Dewey Rio with Noble, the national organization of black law enforcement executives. Noble serves as the conscience of law enforcement. Our aim is to ensure fairness in the administration of justice and public service to all. We also support our youth through scholarships, mentoring, and educational programs. 
With over 3,000 members worldwide who work in the criminal justice system, our goal is to offer solutions to law enforcement issues and concerns in the communities we serve. North Florida Noble chapter members are also your neighbors. Many are first responders answering calls to your emergency and safety needs. We have members in education, social services, and other areas. We've chosen to be guardians in our community, but we need your help. Through these messages, we'd like to provide information for your safety and improve communications with law enforcement. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and my lovely wife, Elder JC. What a mighty day to be alive in the neighborhood talking about the Almighty and his desire for us to follow Yeshua and celebrate Passover. How about that? You know, the Bible teaches seven meaningful holy days but not the major holidays as we celebrate them like Christmas and Easter. Mm. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, an egg and a rabbit somehow doesn't mix together to me. But the reality is that the Bible forbids the observance of holidays like Christmas and Easter that have their origins centuries before the birth of Yeshua himself. Let's examine holy days versus holidays. The Almighty warned his people not to seek to learn how other nations worship their pagan gods. He says in Deuteronomy 12.31, You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, for every abomination to the Lord which he hates they have done to their gods. And for those that this occurred so long ago, this is what Christ stated in Matthews 15:9. And in vain they worshiped me, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. Before you move on, one of the things that I think we need to get into our minds and our spirit and our heart is that God set us apart from the rest of the nations. Remember, he said, if you do and observe my commandments and keep my laws, that you will have more than enough. You will have plenty. And part of this whole tribute to him is observing these holy days. Yes, indeed. You know what? Let me share Leviticus. We we talked about Leviticus 23. Let me just uh, 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 share what the Lord is saying. Um he says in Leviticus uh, 23, 1, And the Lord spank, spanked unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. A holy convocation. Mm. Ye shall not do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings, all your homes, yes. all your cars. Yes. Everything about you should be bowed down in, in all love yes. the Almighty God. Well, you know, Yeshua said in his own words, for laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. All too well, you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. This is what he spoke in Mark 7 through 8 through 9. So we lay aside what God wants and do what we want. Paul chimes in with his letter to Colossae. Beware lest anyone cheat you through what? Philosophy and empty deceit? According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ? And that's Colossians 2.8. A little research reveals that many of our traditional religious holidays are nothing but cleverly crafted remakes 
of ancient rituals disguised as Christian. This is not necessarily true of non-religious holidays, and we we have a lot of those. We have American holidays like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, Martin Luther King Day. Those are designed to specifically honor our nation. But we can do that, but we can't honor God. Mm. But they are not intended to be religious holidays and can be acceptable to celebrate. It's the list of holy days that we should be celebrating. Amen. And one of the things that God, uh, when you spoke Leviticus uh, 23, 1 through 3, he repeats that in verses 9 through 11. But he says, when you be come into the land which I give unto you, this is in 10, and ye shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And so we do all of these things to honor God because he gave us this land after taking us out of slavery. And yet we can't observe a few holy days. Well, one of the things is a lot of folks just don't know about the holy days. That could be true. Uh, because we do celebrate a lot of tradition, but not holy tradition. No, oh, that's a good point. So in, in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, his apostles, and the early New Testament church, mm. they all celebrated biblical festivals. And you can find a few examples by looking at, let me just read one. Let's look at John uh, 7.37. John 7.37 states, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And then just go to Acts uh, two one. Let's let me let me let me go to Acts. Um, uh, just bear with me. Let me just go where Acts at. <laughs> oh, we are live on the air, aren't we? Yes, we are. Okay, praise God. Acts two one. It states, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord Thank you, Lord. in one place. Yes. One accord. How many of us during this time uh, are on one accord? You know, there's the Republicans and the Democrats. They're not on one accord. The Baptists and the Methodists, they're not on one accord. The Southern Baptists and the Baptists are not on one accord. No one is on one accord in these times, these are desperate times that we're in. How, but how much better would it have been if we were keeping the holy feast from the day that God gave it to us? I, I think we wouldn't be having some of the situations that we were having. And you mentioned the different scriptures, and there's one, uh, one, First uh, Corinthians five seven through eight. And the thing about it, it talks about purging that old leaven again. So <laughs> that we've been saying that over and over. I think God's trying to make a point. You think? I think. Let me read that. Purge, well, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8. Purge, because I don't want people to think that we're making this up. I'm sure. so, so purge out, therefore, the old leaven. This goes back to you can't put new wine in old. That ye may be a new lump. <laughs> like a new lump on the log, huh? A new bump. Okay. As ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, yes. neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. You know, many are surprised to learn that these feasts of the Bibles are prophesied to be celebrated by all nations after Jesus Christ's second yes. coming to establish the kingdom of God. 
Consider what the prophet Zechariah recorded after the time after Jesus Christ returns uh, to the Mount of Olives. Just go back to Acts 1, 9 through 11. It states, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye glazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Mm. And, and also, that was Zechariah 14, uh, 4. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem which came against Jerusalem, shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. That's Zechariah 14, 16. And, the, and as it will be in the days, in the last, in the new beginnings, yes, we will all be celebrating the feast because that was the intent that God made for us specifically. A major theme of the Bible is spiritual growth and bearing spiritual fruit. God uses the analogy of spiritual harvest as a description of his awesome plan of salvation. I'm still mad at Adam and Eve. We could have been in the garden. We could have been not working and tilling the land like we are. We could have had knowledge and just been superb but i know we're getting there we will get there sooner or later yes so let's consider some examples that correspond with the harvest seasons the first produce to become ripe in the spring was called the first fruits and was offered to god directly that in exodus 23 19 but if you go to 18 exodus 23 18 it says, it reads, thou shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread. Mm. Neither shall the fat of my sacrifice remain until the morning. So you had to eat it all and do whatever before the morning came. But 19 says, the first of the first fruits of thy land thou shalt bring into the house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not seethe a kid in his mother's milk. So you had to bring the very best to God. Not only the first fruits, but the best uh, animals, the best of everything, the, so that he can see that we are connected to him. That's right. Spiritually, Yeshua was the perfect first fruit and the first one to be resurrected to immortality, because that's what I'm looking for. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Do we really know the, the incredible worth that we have because God is looking for us to be his first fruits? That's what he's looking for us. And I'm looking forward to being that first fruits. And it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 20, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept? For, and then 21, for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead because it was Christ who stepped in to make that resurrection possible. I'm speechless right now. (laughs) All I know is that we need to be celebrating the feast. We need to give honor. We we say that to people all the time. Give honor to those who deserve the honor, where honor is due. God more than has has more than enough. He should have all the honor. I can't go outside and look at the sky and not see the splendor of what he of who he is and what he's done for us man can't create that and it didn't happen by no bust bustling of oh, it was a, it was a meteorite that right that hit or big bang little, right big bang theory everything kind of got together and exploded into this no we had a creator 
And he is the one responsible for all of this. Well, if you believe in the word. Uh, yes. He set the sun in place. Yes. And the moon. Then he set the living plants. He set the water. He set the firm. He put everything in order. Everything had an order. Master architect he was. And after he put everything in order, then he created man. He handed, he, that's what I'm saying, I'm mad. <laughs> he handed it to us on a silver platter. But then we were so easily corrupted and deceived because we were given the freedom of choice. I believe that, but I also believe that if you could see everything that you had and all the response why would you want anything different? Well, folks, I Sin. know that some people said <laughs> because a lot of people believe that the deceiver was a snake crawling around on the ground when he was created as the most beautiful sounding angels uh, of the of God's creation. That was the entity that was bright and shiny that drew her in, not no snake, <laughs> you know, because God cast him as a snake afterwards. Afterwards, yes. So then, and so she got easily deceived, but then, like I said, Adam, now you knew that he said, don't eat. But then she gives you the, the item to take of, and you Ate it. Now, it doesn't say whether he was deceived or not. It seems like he was served and he just ate it willingly. Now, I know my wife serves me food all the time and I just eat. I'm just glad that she cooked. Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. But if I we're not know. observing the Holy Feast and we're not observing first fruits and Passover, no, you will not get that food. <laughs> so, that's why we have to bow down to the master of the universe and ask, and just as Yeshua died so that we can live again, yes. he, and the Almighty talked to and through many men and women. Yes. Uh, not only in the Bible, but there's a lot of folks that are not recorded in the Bible that I know that he talks to because he is seeking a personal relationship with you, not just the disciples, yes. not just your pastor, yes. not just the elders and the deacons. Yes. He wants a personal relationship with you as an individual because you are valuable and wonderfully made. Oh, hallelujah. I believe that wholeheartedly. But we have to submit to the Almighty. Yes. We, we, we must take, uh, I guess, our final break. Yes. And we'll be right back. I can listen to my heart. I can listen to the world. I can listen to my problems. But what I think I need to hear, nice and loud and crystal clear, is that the one who's going to solve them. Oh. I need something that can fill my soul. Hey dads, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Dads make a valuable contribution to the well-being of their children, such as promoting healthy physical, emotional, social, and spiritual development. So dads, start today to be the best father you can be. Also, check out our website, welivingstones.org. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. 
What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary, my handsome husband. Oh, I take that. <laughs> I receive that. Well, we are back and uh, we are on this radio station, but you can also listen to us at your convenience anytime on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. So you don't have to say it. You missed a show. And we also send out little reminders. So, you know, give us, you know, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Give us some items that you may want to discuss. There may be some open questions that you have. And just know that we love talking about the Lord. Yes, indeed. The scripture teach, scriptures teach that there are seven annual holy days that we have talked about, which were ordained by God to be observed as special commanded assemblies. So he was expecting for the people to get together to have these celebrations. Step by step, these holy days portray God's plan of salvation for mankind. So these are necessary. God's looking for us to be observing these and giving him the honor, but also to bring us together as a people, as a nation. As originally given to the nation of Israel, which I believe we are descendants of, God's holy days revolved around the annual harvest cycle and focused on national deliverance and material blessings. I'm wondering, do we need some of these deliverances, some of these material blessings? Then we need to observe the holy days. Abounding with symbolism, the annual festivals were a type. You see that in 1 Corinthians 10, 11, pointing ultimately to salvation through Yeshua. God's annual festivals were observed by the children of Israel. And we know during the Old Testament times, we see it in Leviticus 23, Deuteronomy 16, 1 through 17, 2 Kings 23, 2 Chronicles 35, Ezra 6, and we can go on and on and on. But it's not only just the Old Testament, it's also the New Testament. We find that the apostolic church faithfully observed those annual high days. And do you hear me, church, that the New Testament, the apostolic church faithfully observed those high days? You can see them in Matthews 26, 17 through 18, Acts 18, 21, 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8. So are we still writing the Bible scriptures? Are we observing these holidays so that we can say to God, yes, your word is true because we are observing these holy days. The scripture also revealed that All mankind will observe God's holy days after the return of Yeshua again. And that's in Zechariah 14, 16. And it reads, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations, and remember that's only 144,000, which came against Jerusalem, shall even go up from year to year to worship the King, our God, the Almighty, the Anointed One, the Creator, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So not only are they, were observing it in the Old Testament, we're doing it now in the New Testament. It's 
as we read before, it is forever. So we will be in eternity having and observing these feasts. That's why the Apostle Paul repeated Passover instructions about the bread and the wine in 1 Corinthians 11.23. He says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you. He's just passing on with, yes. with yes. the... With the Spirit, the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ spoke to him that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. Mm. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in 25, he says, After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped it, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Well, did you mention that Yeshua says in, excuse me, Acts 18, 21, but bade them farewell, saying, I must by all means keep this feast that cometh in Jerusalem. And he says, but I will return again unto you if God wills. I mean, that's, and, and it was Paul who said that. So just as you're confirming what he said then, he's confirming again what Yeshua said to him. Amen. For, and he said in verse 26, for as often as ye eat this bread mm. and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. So he's waiting for it to come. And he's reminded the church, he reminded Paul, Apostle Paul reminded the church, both the Jews and the Gentiles, yes. of the vital importance of this memorial, which represents Christ's death and a renewal of our commitment to the Almighty God made at baptism. And remember, it's when Yeshua himself celebrated the feast days. Uh, Matthews 26, 17 to 18 said, Now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And, and Yeshua always had the answer. And he said, Go into the city to such a man and say unto him, The master saith, I love it. He's the master. <laughs> my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them. So you see, obedience to the feast will give us the confidence. And again, what from? From faith <laughs> and yes. the boldness the and the perseverance faith. to do the things that we know we can do because we're keeping God's commandments and his laws and his holy feasts. I think you had Chris, something to... Well, I'm going to just do a closing prayer. Right. Um, this is because one thing that uh, Paul and most of the disciples, after... Um, the upper room, yes. they all were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the gifts of speaking in new tongues. And that day of Pentecost changed the world. So come. So I want to invite that spirit of Pentecost. Yes. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill my heart with your holy gifts. Let my weakness be penetrated with your strength this very day, that I may fulfill all the duties of my state consciously, that I may do what is right and just. Let my charity be such as to offend no one and hurt no one's feelings, so generous as to pardon sincerely any wrong done to me. Assist me, O Holy Spirit, in all my trials of life. Enlighten me in my ignorance. Advise me in my doubts. 
Strengthen me in my weakness. Help me in all my needs. Protect me in temptations and console me in afflictions. Graciously hear me, O Holy Spirit, and pour your light into my heart, my soul, and my mind. Assist me to live a holy life and to grow in goodness and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. (laughs) I love the Lord and you can't do nothing about it. And all we want you to do is just to keep his commandments, his laws and his holy feasts. Yes, praise God. And we'll have more for you next, next week. week. All right. We'll see ya. We're out. All people say. Oh.